Hello guys, and thank you so much for tuning into episode number six today. As you can see from the title, we are going to be talking about failure is feedback. So let's go ahead and just get started. So the reason I decided to talk about this episode is because I know that there is a common way that failure is looked at, and I want to talk about what happens if you switch that view and how if you change that view to a more positive view of failure, how that can end up changing things for you in the long run. So I know that we are all taught basically from a young age that failure equals bad. So we associate failure with a lack of success, disappointments, rejection, something to avoid, and just something that you do not want to happen at all. So since we're always associating failure with negative things, it's something that people don't want to happen. It's an, it's bad. It's something that you completely want to avoid. So because of this, when you end up failing at something, you can become so hurt or frustrated that you completely just give up on whatever it was that you were doing. You could even start to think that you aren't good enough or you should just you shouldn't have been trying that in the first place. And then you might end up actually even having a constant fear of failing when that comes to a lot of different things in your life. So whether you're scared of failing something in school, failing asking someone out on a date, failing a relationship with a friend or family member, or failing a business venture that you're working on or something like that, it could be anything that you're scared of failing, scared that it's not going to work out because of this view that you have of failure. So because of this, you could become so scared of failure that you don't even try. You don't even try doing anything that you're wanting to do because you're so scared you're going to fail. So you don't see the point in even trying that thing that you want to do. Or on the other end of this, you can see failure in, in any area of your life that I mentioned as feedback. So you could see it this as a positive thing, as an opportunity for growth, as an opportunity to learn from your mistakes and improve on those mistakes. So the reason um, I wanted to kind of get into this is because there are a lot of common examples when you think of failure, when you think of failing at something or not doing well at something or messing up at something. You could think of the ones that I mentioned earlier. So when it comes to asking someone on a date face-to-face or job interviews or just the self-talk that you have for yourself, the way that you talk to yourself, what you know, when you about your abilities to do things, about you know, if you think you're good enough to do something, the the words that you tell yourself of your own self-worth. Or even asking for a raise at work or public speaking. So here those are just some examples of things that people are commonly you know, afraid of doing because of failure or because they're not going to be good at it or it's not going to work or, you know, it's just too hard or whatever the, whatever the reason is, it's tied to failure and it's tied to a negative view of failing at that thing. So, you know, I just kind of wanted to talk about too, kind of also reflecting on some of the fears that you have, you know, whether those, whether they're old fears that you had before in the past or they're new fears, um, and that you've overcome and how, how did that make you feel once you overcame that? So if you had an old, something that you were afraid of, or, you know, you feared failing in the past, but now you don't have that anymore. What did you do to overcome that? How did you get over that? 
what happened to get you from the place that you were before, where you were really afraid and scared of failing, to where you are now, where you aren't like that anymore. So that's just kind of being able to reflect on that and say how you got from point A to point B. And then kind of, you know, I also wanted to relate that back to some of my, you know, one of my biggest fears. So one of my biggest fears, I remember all the way back to middle school was public speaking. I've always hated talking in public. You know, I've always hated having to get up in class and present a project. I remember being like 13 in middle school, having to like go up in front of the class, present a poster, talk about your poster in front of everybody. And I just hated it. I never wanted to do it. And it almost became just so so bad and so crippling to the point where I would get what I and and the funny thing is is I would actually do it I would go in front of class present and then I would be done and I would think you know I would feel so relieved after that but then my thoughts before getting up to do the presentation and talk in front of people were so negative, so bad. I was telling myself, you know, you're you're gonna fail. You're not gonna do good. You're gonna say something stupid. You're gonna mess up. You're not gonna you know you're not gonna know what to say. You're gonna forget something important. You know, just all of these negative things that I was saying to myself. All of these negative thoughts that were just circling, circling, circling in my head. And then right when I got up there to do the presentation, I did it and I got it done, and that was it. And and, and a lot of these things that happen, you know, when you have fears relating to things like that, you know, like getting, getting up in front of people, whether it be, you know, just like a small group of people, a big group of people, a massive group of people, you know, it, a lot of people talk about that fear of public speaking and messing up and doing something wrong and all of these things that can go wrong, all of these scenarios that could just go horribly wrong. But when you really think about it, what is the worst thing that could happen when you're when you're up there you've rehearsed what you want to say you know you you know you got to say to present but then is it really as scary as you make it seem is it and I feel like sometimes most people may do this you might completely over exaggerate something that you're scared of and make it even scarier than it actually is and once you actually do it you, you look back at that and you're like, wow, like why, like, why was I so scared of doing that? Why was I so afraid of that? You know, because it's, it goes back to what I mentioned before is self-talk, what you talk, what you talk to yourself about, what you tell yourself about your abilities to do something. If you tell yourself that you're bad at this, you suck at this, you'll never be good at this. You'll never make this happen. This will never work out. If you constantly do that, and you continuously tell yourself that, it just becomes this loop, you know, that it's just a cycle over and over that's going to continue to play on in your mind relating to public speaking or whatever it is that you're afraid of doing or you're you're not confident in or you're just afraid. And you're afraid because you don't want to fail. You don't want it to go wrong. That's why, you know, that's what's causing that fear. So... You know, if you think back to, you know, what I mentioned before, reflecting on your fears. So what did you think it was that caused the fear? Or how do you feel now that you overcame that? And then when I say to reframe how you view failure, I mean to see it in a positive light. So it does depend on the situation and the circumstances. 
But if you continue to view it negatively, you're never going to benefit or learn from it because you're still going to keep thinking that that same way about failure is that it's, it's just completely negative. So, you know, when you really think about it, yes. Yeah. You know, some people might say, yeah, you know, well, failing at something is negative. Failing at something is bad. Yeah. You don't want it to happen, but if you don't try and you end up talking yourself in to not even trying or doing something, then you're already going to fail. You're, you already did fail. You already, it's already over because you didn't even try. You know, so that's the thing is, is, and when it comes to a lot of things, so, you know, another example is if you're so afraid of going out and talking to somebody and asking them on a date, then if you're, if you're so afraid of doing that, you're not going to do it. So the decision's already been made for you. You're not, you're not, it's not going to happen. You know, you're not going to go on a date with that person. You're not going to get to know that person. You're not going to have any relationship with that person because you have told yourself in your head already that you failed before you even said anything to that person. So before you even went up to that person to ask them on a date, to talk to them, you already told yourself that for whatever reason, you know, for whatever reason it might be, you know, you might have told yourself that, oh, I can't go up to that person and ask them on a date because they're going to say no, or they don't like me, or they would never talk to me, or, you know, whatever it is that you tell yourself and it's an it usually is a negative view of yourself that you have of yourself and that's why you are afraid to do that so you know if you if you end up reframing this positively and thinking you know what's the worst thing that could happen right what's the worst possible situation that could happen if you go up to somebody and you ask them on a date they say no you know, they say no. They say that they don't want to go on a date with you. They tell you why. They say whatever it is. And then that's it. And then you move on. You go about your day. They go about their day. That's, you know, just thinking about that's the worst thing that could happen, right? So, and also when it comes down to, you know, if you're working on a project, right? If you want to do, if you're putting something together and you're trying to do a project, but then you keep telling yourself, oh, this is, this is stupid. This isn't going to work. I shouldn't be doing this. You know, no one's going to help me. No one's going to support me. No one's going to believe in me. If you continuously, it almost ends up being like a snowball and you're just rolling that snowball down a hill and then it's just getting bigger and bigger. And, and that's just how it is. It continues to build and those negative thoughts continue to build. And then you're just not going to even want to do the project that you're working on because you already continuously end up telling yourself that you already failed. And that's why, you know, these views of failure as negative end up being extremely detrimental to so many things that we're trying to do in our lives and in a lot of different areas of our lives because we have such a negative view on it. And that's not anybody's fault. That's not nobody, you know, oh, it's this person's fault that I'm like that or this person's fault or whatever it is like that. That It just comes down to you know, sometimes people, you know, when you, when people are younger, they're taught that, you know, when you're a little kid and you come home from school and you bring home an F, you got an F on your spelling test and your parents tell you, you know, you got an F, you're grounded. You need to go, you know, like sit in the corner. You can't go play soccer with Jimmy today because you failed your spelling test. So that it, it could either go one of, you know, it could either go one way or the other for that kid. They could go sit and time out, you know, okay, I got an F on my test well, you know, I, they'll realize, you know, that's bad. I failed and they might want to fix it, right? They might want to 
not get, not continue to fail their test. They might want to do better or, you know, they might not care. Um, they might not, it might not make any difference to them, but if that continues to happen where they're continuously going to be punished for, you know, Oh, you, you failed this test or, Oh, you know, you didn't, um, do what is expected of you to be done. Then they're going to think that failure is negative and they're going to continue to think it's a really bad thing. And those behaviors that you've been learning from such a young age are going to continue. So they're just going to follow you. So, you know, when you're in middle school, high school, college, whatever you're doing, wherever you are in your life, they're going to continue to follow you because that's what you think of failure. You think it is, you know, so bad that some, that you, it's not even worth even trying to do something that you want to do because you've already told yourself that you failed at it because of this negative view that you have that's been building for so long and for so many years. And, you know, bringing it back to one of my examples of public speaking, I remember in middle school, you know, you know, hating public speaking, being really, really afraid. And then I feel like when even when I was in college, I still was like that, but it wasn't as bad. But I remember, you know, I had a friend who told me, you know, in, in school and he said, he told me, he said, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen to you? You know, when you get up in front of the class and you go give your presentation on what you're supposed to be talking about, what, why are you like, what's the worst thing that can happen? You, you what, you get an, a bad grade or like people don't, people make fun of you, laugh at you. Like, you know, he was just, he was telling me, you know, getting me to think about this. Like what, like, why are you so afraid of it? And it it was really hard because, you know, trying to pinpoint like why, why I'm so afraid of public speaking and doing that. And I couldn't really think of an exact reason. I just knew that, you know, if I get, if I go up and do a presentation and I mess up or something happens, then you get a bad grade. And it was just so, it was funny because I realized all those reasons were just, you know, they, that, that's, that's what I was afraid of that, those things, those little tiny things. And I was letting those little tiny things of what could happen if I mess up this presentation, get in the way of me even developing how to speak in front of people, because I just wanted to do the bare minimum, get out of that class because I remember it was a communication class. So I just, and then they would, they said in the beginning of the class is that you're going to have to present everything that you do in front of the class. And I hated that. I was like, no, like I did not want to do it. Um, and then at the end of the class, after doing that, and then having to present like seven different papers in front of everyone in that class, it became easier each time because I started to realize you know, my fears of messing up or saying the wrong thing or getting a bad grade or, you know, not making any sense or whatever it is, those things weren't, it, it, it wasn't holding you back. It wasn't holding me back. So I just continued to, to, to learn from it and to, you know, say, okay, if I made a mistake somewhere, if I didn't, you know, even if you made like a little mistake and you didn't mention something or, you know, you, you messed up a word or you mispronounced something, just practicing and learning from that and then learning from what you messed up on and using that to grow. So that way, when you do something else like that again, you are more confident, you're more comfortable, you feel like you've, 
you've grown from that, you know, from that experience of being so afraid and so scared of messing up because I don't want to fail and failing's bad. And then if I fail, then, you know, just, it's like the world's ending in your head. Like, oh, it's just the work, you know, everything's so bad and it's so negative, but it's really not, (laughs) you know, it's all about, it comes back to this view that I talked about from the beginning. It's just your view of failure and viewing failure as feedback instead of a negative message that's continuously following you around, you know, in every aspect of your life. Well, you know, like, oh, well, you'll fail it. You know, you'll fail at your relationships. You'll fail financially. You'll fail like with your physical fitness. You'll fail at your diet. All of these things that we think of, you know, and especially too relating that back to, you know, if you're trying to lose weight or try a new diet, but then you tell yourself, oh, it's not going to work because I've tried it before. I've, you know, I've tried to, I've tried to lose weight before and it never works and I'm not good at it and I'm just going to, I'm not going to try. So it all comes back to ultimately the way that you talk to yourself and the belief that you have in yourself and changing that view of failure from negative to positive and looking at those points where you did fail and you did mess up and learning from that and growing from that and saying, what can I do differently? What can I change? Instead of saying, oh, you know, I wasn't good at that or I messed that up or I'm not going to do it anymore. You know, and, and you know, that, that relates back to different things too, as well. Like there are certain areas of your life. Like for me, one of those areas was chemistry, (laughs) chemistry. So I hate, I hated doing that. I just, I, I never liked the class and I failed. I actually failed every single test. And I got, I think I talked about this before. I failed every single test of, of that class. I got like a C in the class. And I remember, you know, I would always try to do better. I'd always try to fix everything. But what I did learn from that, even though I, you know, I failed all the tests in that class and, you know, I, I got a C in the class, but, you know, just despite that point, I still learned that, you know, I could have just given up. I could have just stopped going to the class. You know, I could have just stopped going to lecture. I could have just, you know, walked into the test, scribbled whatever answers, turned it in, but I didn't. And I would have done that before. You know, I, I, it's, it's easy. It's easier. You know, there's, you know, there's no point to try if you don't like what you're doing, but I learned and it just built more of your character of not giving up on that, of trying to do it, learn from it, grow from it. And if you, if you don't like what you're doing, you know, you don't like the class, you don't like, um, the subject, the class or what you're doing, that's okay. And not everybody has to you know, succeed at every single thing that you do. You don't need to be like that. It's just willing to learn from areas that you have made mistakes on and start to view failure in more of a, in a more positive light and start to look at it as something that you can learn from and take that as feedback. So yeah, so that's my little message for today and thank you so much you guys for listening to this episode this was episode number six today we talked about failure as feedback and just kind of changing our view of failure from something that is so negative to 
something that is positive and something that gives us feedback and opportunities for growth and opportunities for learning. And I mentioned some examples and I also mentioned some examples from my life as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And of course, just like all of the time, I'm always open to receiving messages and I'm very grateful and thankful for all the support that I've gotten so far on this. And I hope that you guys have a great rest of your day. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hello, guys, and welcome to episode number eight. Today, I am bringing you guys my amazing second guest, Miss Michaela Keller to talk about becoming vulnerable in mental health care. But before we go ahead and jump into that topic today, I want to give you guys a little background on her. So she graduated from Grand Canyon University in 2019 with a bachelor's degree in behavioral health science. She's also currently working in the behavioral health field right now as a registered behavioral technician. And she runs her own blog called Life by Michaela where she describes her passion for helping others through her nonprofit called Becoming Vulnerable. So without further ado, I want to welcome Miss Michaela Keller to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for being able to do this today and come on here and share, you know, all of the stuff that we're going to get into today with everybody. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So, you know, with that being said, you know, first question here. So what does becoming vulnerable in mental health care mean to you? This is such an insane question, and I feel like you could literally probably talk hours on it, but in simple terms, um, I think that everybody um, has some sort of past that they have gone through, Mm -hmm. and it might not be um, the same as the person you're talking to, but in specifically mental health care, if the person um, that you're talking to is never, like, if the professional is always just perfect and seems perfect and doesn't have any problems, they're just unrelatable. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say that the biggest part of becoming vulnerable in mental health care is literally just taking your mask off for a few seconds um, and allowing people to know that you have gone through stuff too. without obviously sharing too much of your story because it's about the client, um, not you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, I know that's a huge, huge thing. And I totally like, no, I understand where you're coming from and relate to that so much because um, I also used to do that myself and work with patients. And I heard that so much is that it's, it's so hard to connect with them and even help them or understand them if you have this mask up where you don't seem like you know it's you're able to relate to anybody because you're not really being vulnerable about anything or you know willing to talk about your past or things that you've gone through and just with anything in life even if it's not mental health care that's it kind of goes true with everything in life so you know if you're not really you know able to to be like that it just makes it harder to build relationships and actually really help people too kind of so yeah most definitely Mm -hmm. yeah and then you know so so for you like why do you think it would be hard you know for some people working in the field to to do that to actually be vulnerable like what kind of things do you think would what would kind of come and happen to make it hard hard for people to do that well for me personally I feel like 
I grew up in a situation where it just wasn't safe to ever be vulnerable. So constantly as a child, I was just living a life that was like, I'm good and I'm fine and I'm okay all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then knowing that I wanted to help people um, in the same way and like be an advocate for those who didn't have a voice um, and who don't have a voice, I still think that there's a part of me that's like, learn this unhealthy trained coping mechanism of like, just keep yourself and your emotions and feelings <laughs> quiet because that's easier. Um, and it is easier for a little bit but then I think yeah in the end it all comes out and it's like Mm -hmm. if you really want to be like a surface level person then I guess that's what you do um but if you really want to truly help people especially in mental health care then like you're gonna have to open up a little bit in order Mm -hmm. to actually do that yeah yeah no for sure like especially when it comes to something like you know, with relating to like how you grew up or even if it's like anything that you've gone through yourself and you're working with somebody who is maybe going through a similar situation that you've gone through and you're being able to open up to them and and help them and tell them, you know, about your experience and like what it was like for you during that time. And I feel like that could help somebody so much because they feel like you're completely speaking to them and like actually giving them advice and like showing them that this is what you've gone through and this is what you did to overcome whatever whatever it was and kind of I feel like it just gives them more hope kind of just to see that okay well you know I don't have to keep this all to myself or I don't have to you know be afraid of talking about this because you know when you do that it just really makes it it just really I feel like it just helps a lot Oh, yeah, for sure. Just to know you're not alone, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that is so impactful. And sometimes we just need somebody to, like, hold our hand through the hard situations. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and especially, too, when it comes to, like, being afraid of that. Because I know for, you know, just personally myself, like, I, I used to be, you know, the kind of person where I would get afraid of talking about anything that has happened to me that was you know, bad or negative or, you know, dealing with mental illness and anything like that, I would be afraid of, you know, sharing that with people, you know, even when it comes to working with patients who are struggling with the same things that you did, I would always have like this hesitation of, you know, what, like, maybe I shouldn't say that because I feel like, you know, I've been told not to do that. Like I would be, you know, told like, don't, you know, share too much or don't do this or don't do that. So it was almost like, I was taught not to open up to people and I feel like it took me like you know a a good like couple of years to actually be open and actually not be afraid of you know sharing things about myself with people um but yeah I totally I totally get how you know when people I've talked to and have conversations with would tell me you know how they used to be really afraid of like telling people things when it when it comes to like mental health because I know still um I don't feel like it's as big of a stigma now I feel like people are getting like more accepting and like more understanding of it because people are getting like more educated on what's you know what's going on and they know more but I feel like sometimes people you know still have that like fear or whatever you know you want to call it of like being vulnerable or like sharing yeah no for sure I think definitely there even like 
yeah like you were saying it's definitely there's not as much of a stigma now but mm-hmm. the world still teaches us like you are supposed to be good and perfect and well mm-hmm. all the time and that's just not reality yeah yeah no I know for sure I know I always see stuff like with you know a lot of things online of you know take a day for yourself to like take care of yourself and because if you're not taking care of your own you know your own self your own well-being your own mental health how are you supposed to you know serve other people or help other people or do anything productive if you're you know not dealing with that or not really you know maybe you don't know how you know maybe some people don't you know they're just so used to like what you were saying before like being you know having that mask on and like seeming like everything's okay that they don't really know how to be not okay or like they don't know how to be vulnerable because they've spent like their whole life you know in a living a certain way so yeah most definitely yeah because I feel like that too like makes it harder but then what you were saying too with you know not being afraid of that and then the fact if you're not afraid to actually you know be vulnerable and open up with people you could actually end up helping people and such a in in such a better way because they're hearing your experience and like seeing you know you right in front of them you know not being afraid of sharing that so yeah no for sure yeah so I know and then I I want to get into too you know what you with your nonprofit like what you know let's talk a little bit about that so what inspired you to you know go and and do that and to create that Honestly, um, it was on my heart, like literally just the vision of like creating these safe, um, open mic spaces for Mm -hmm. people to talk, um, for months Mm -hmm. probably. Um, and then I kept getting these like visions and ideas, like this is the population that your first event will be for. And like, these are the people that you need to like ask to be a part of it and like all of these different things. But then, um, I like paused for a few minutes um yeah I mean obviously a little bit longer than a few minutes but I took a few days um like in this process of like okay this is like not going away what does this look like um and how do I serve like literally just humanity and because like we were saying literally the world just teaches us like yeah like you need to be good all the time um and I realized that there was no way that I could ever um, talk about vulnerability if I didn't become vulnerable myself. And so then that was like a whole nother process of um, just like dealing with things that I needed to and like going to treatment for an eating disorder that I'd been dealing with for literally so many years of my life. Um, mm-hmm. And just like doing things that, like you were saying, like take care of yourself first and then once I did the things and did the work um and came out knowing like it's okay like even I like I can say firsthand like yes it's so hard um Mm -hmm. but also like when you do it this is what can come from it and like literally flowers bloom and like life yeah and the sun shines brighter and all of these things um that come from vulnerability and so that's like really the whole vision of it is to like create these spaces for people to like be able to open up and talk and be authentic in themselves yeah yeah no that's like 
really awesome especially like you are so young you're not even you're 20 right yes 20 yeah you're 20 years old and you you did this and you went out there and you literally you know created a nonprofit. and you put you know you're organizing events you're working you know you're working on yourself you're working on you know so many different things at such a young age and you're you know, you're not afraid of it anymore. You know, like what you were saying before, like you used to kind of, you know, hesitate and think like, you know, like pause on what you're doing. And then you actually decided to like, just go for it and do it. And, you know, the fact that you did that and you made that decision and you're actually seeing, you know, so much progress from that. Like you were saying, you know, you're like, you're like walking outside and you're like seeing the flowers bloom. Like you're feeling, you know, good again because, you know, you took those steps to like deal with, yourself first and like put put get all of that you know stuff that you were dealing with too like what you were talking about like with the eating disorder and like getting treatment for that and then really you know working on that and then the fact that you could do that and then put that into something and like make it a reality where other people could you know just you know get help from that or see that in you and especially you know I think that's really really cool that's why I wanted to have that's why I wanted to have you on here because I've never you know I've never really met anybody you know who did who did that you know that actually wanted to put something together like that and then kind of you know take negative experiences that you've had and then kind of look at that and say you know what can I do with this to put that back out into the world somehow to serve other people and help other people and just educate other people and you know I'm just I'm actually I'm just like really happy that you know I got in contact with you and I know you were saying like you're you were like fangirling about being on this podcast but I was like that like I was like that when I I, was on your blog and I'm like reading all your stuff and like looking at everything and I'm just like I'm like I'm like I need to have her come on here and like talk about this and like share this with people because it's just like amazing because it's like because it's it is really hard like you were saying it's it's not easy to you know especially when you're going through something and you're struggling with something and then you're trying to get better like get treatment for something um it's hard and it's not just like you know maybe you know in a week it'll it'll be fine like you even with you know people have days where you know you don't have a good day and and something doesn't necessarily have to go completely wrong but you just don't feel good or you're not you know you're not happy or not you're not in the best like headspace but you still you know like you realize that and you see it and you just give yourself time you know you're not so like hard on yourself like okay like pull it together like just everything's fine like and just kind of not dealing with it but yeah well I mean I feel like when you do that and I did do that for so long and then it Mm -hmm. got me nowhere like at the end of the day I would like lay down at night and I would have all of these boxes checked off and like could name on hand like the people who I had talked to that day but did any of them really know what was going on or like yeah the true feelings that I was having no but that was like all on me for not ever opening up and now like you're saying once you go through the work and then open up a little bit then it's like yeah when you do have a bad day like people are understanding and are Mm -hmm. so like willing to just like meet you where you're at and like love on you and Mm -hmm. be with you in that day and that like week maybe it's a month I don't know but um Mm -hmm. definitely a lot of good can come from it and it's such a simple thing really 
Yeah. No, yeah, no, it, to- it is. Like, when you think about it, it's, it really is. But just, like, the fact, like, just all the work you had to do to get there isn't easy. But just the idea of, like, if you do it and if you, you know, if you're easy on yourself and you're not, like, because I know for me, like, I've always been, like, you know, always, like, overly self-critical and, like, mm-hmm. harder on myself. And I wouldn't really, like, you know, appreciate you know where I was or like where I was going or like things that I accomplished I would just I was always looking for like what am I gonna do now you know what's next what's next but I wasn't dealing with my own Mm -hmm. issues I wasn't dealing with like my own problems I was just trying to like you know ignore it maybe it'll go away you know maybe it's you know I just I've never wanted to deal with anything and I feel like doing that was just so destructive because you know in the end it just really and you kind of almost end up like alienating yourself kind of like because even though there's people who you know might know notice that you know maybe this person should like take a day to like just hang out and like be alone and like have some self-care but then you know people might want to you know help you but then you kind of don't accept that Mm -hmm. like you feel like you should just be okay like I should just be fine so I feel like that's like a huge thing especially you know when it comes to working like in the in a behavioral health field like when you're doing that and then you know because you kind of feel like you know okay well I shouldn't you know I shouldn't be feeling like this when I'm trying to work with you know a patient who's like opening up to me and telling me all these things I shouldn't be you know like you know like just the way that you're feeling when you're trying to you know have a conversation with somebody and you're kind of like really hard on yourself like oh I shouldn't say that and I know for like for years I was always like so afraid of even even doing this podcast or even like putting this together because I was always like okay well what if you know like people like you know judge me or don't like say mean things or whatever but it's like if you're always gonna live like that and live you know on like what if this happens or what if this doesn't happen and then you know you're never gonna do it you know you're never gonna move forward or like be able to really do anything productive if you kind of are like that and I feel like you know like you said like that's really the first thing that you need to do is just kind of you know work on yourself and then once you do that then then it's like boom like everything's it's it's just crazy it like, really it's, is like, yes it, it's insane yeah. I mean yeah like what you're saying is literally so real we will live in fear forever if we mm-hmm. just allow ourselves and it's so simple to do that and like so easy and just like almost you know second nature like this is what we do this is like we just go along with it and like don't do the things that we're Mm -hmm. passionate about but then I guess it's like one day you wake up and I don't know maybe hopefully something clicks like I'm Mm -hmm. never going to be able to impact anybody if Mm -hmm. I'm living in fear and so like somebody's got to step out of the box somewhere and that's mm-hmm. why it's like so funny to be on because I literally was fangirling I was like oh my gosh like you're so cool um and then it's just crazy because it's like wow if you wouldn't have ever stepped out of the box like then we wouldn't have ever talked and like yeah hear each other's stories and it's mm-hmm. like the little things when you that come together from like that one small act of just like stepping outside of what you know and are comfortable with yeah no for sure yeah I know because even like what you're saying like the fact that you know if I didn't 
if I didn't even have this podcast or if I didn't even want to be honest about, you know, my story and like really, you know, publicly put that out there. Cause you know, that was always like my, one of my biggest hesitations, like, cause I would have people, you know, be like, okay, well, you know, I think what you're doing is good, but do you really want to, you know, tell, tell that to everyone? Do you really want to like share that? Are you sure? And then it would kind of like make me think like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do it. And then I, then I sat there and I'm like, and then I was like, well, if I keep living like this, then, you know, cause it's like, if your goal is to, you know, do something and, you know, with healthcare, mental healthcare, but you can't even talk about yourself, then I feel like it just makes it harder for people to relate to you, like to even understand why are you so passionate? You know, why are you so passionate for working with people, you know? And then you just kind of, you know, give an answer, you know, that might sound good, you know, but it's not the truth because, you know, like being able to say, well, you know, I was, you know, diagnosed with this and I went through this and I was in, you know, all these different things that happened that got you to where you are now and then made you be like, you know, well, maybe if I had somebody who was like that in my life at that time that I was going through all this, then, you know, it would have been, it would have been a different way. So, you know, I just feel like it's, it's just crazy. Like, I know every time I do like have conversations like this with people, they, they always say, you know, like, especially like with you, like where you say, you know, how you, um, would, would pause on like doing your nonprofit and then like have moments where you would like not be sure, but then you were just, then you just did it. And the fact that you, you know, went out there and did that and like, you're still, you know, every day, like doing so much is, it just shows that, you know, the fact that when you put the work into yourself, when you really, you know, you know, like lose that fear of being vulnerable or like showing people a side of yourself that isn't perfect, right? That isn't like, you know, like whatever, like, you know, like what you were saying is that, you know, like when you go online and you see, you know, all the good things or the positive things, but you don't really see, you know, people sharing things that are like really raw or vulnerable or like sad so to really see that it's almost like people aren't really used to it like because they don't I feel like people aren't really used to that you know because we're not you know even when you go on like any kind of social media you're just kind of like flooded with like you know different things but the majority of it isn't like you know people talking about traumatic things or like sad things and that but I feel like you know if you're able to do that like that's that's amazing I think it's really cool because I mean I always used to be the person who would like you know when I would see somebody like anywhere like share something like they would so I you know when I was diagnosed like with bipolar disorder I was like afraid I was just scared and I don't I didn't want to tell people but then when I would see people talk about it like in the open like tell people that I would be like, wow, like, I wish I could do that. You know, I was like, I wish I could, you know, share this with people. But then I've always been like afraid of it. Like I was like, so I'm like, and the funny thing is, it's like, when I really look back on it, I was like, you know, what was I so afraid of? Like, you know, what are you so afraid of? Like, that's that bad, like, to the point where it's so it's almost like crippling where you can't do something because because of that fear. Yeah. So no, absolutely. I think that 
it's so easy to like get wrapped up in like the what if of or what could become or like who's gonna stay by my side if I hear this Um, and then just those like constant like negative um self-conscious like thoughts that we have that are so like negating and like just put you down in such a low place like you're already going through something and then if you are doing it alone and like can't even tell anybody it's like how are you ever supposed Mm -hmm. to get through it I mean Mm -hmm. you won't and then yeah yeah, it just becomes like wow I wish I was that person but then Mm -hmm. I mean now look at you like you are and it's crazy that like once you do that and that like how many lives are going to be changed just because like one person came out and was like you know what like I've also been through this and yeah it I mean social media is great like I didn't have it for so many years literally until a few months ago um yeah and a huge reason I didn't have it was because of like I was always so wrapped up in like how is everybody this happy and positive and like yeah I'm over here like drowning in um like negative self-talk yeah and so I just like got rid of it altogether. but then it's like wait a second like if everybody gets rid of it who can't like handle it all and like isn't always this perfect happy person then like there isn't any there isn't anything real mm-hmm. to it and it becomes such a like fake platform um that yeah people start using as comparison and like as a way to just continue hiding um and covering themselves up and then, so it's like once <laughs> the few of us start coming out like it's a trend you know like people will hop on the yeah as other people share yeah yeah no I feel like that yeah it's like really because I yeah like totally agree with you with the, with the whole thing of like you know like with social media too like when you're when you're on it and you're just like like scrolling 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 and then you just see you know because you know obviously people don't not everyone wants to like publicly share things that like me and you are comfortable sharing and like talking about Mm -hmm. everyone is like that and not that you have to be but I feel like if you're just able to even like share with like you know like your best friend or like your mom or your dad or like someone your life you know who knows you and like cares for you and then you know just being able to like talk to somebody or like tell somebody you know like I don't feel good and this is what I'm going through and like this is how I'm feeling and then letting them you know have a conversation with you I feel like is just like a really good place to start too especially you know because I, I understand like you know what you were saying too like when you grew up like you weren't able to like be vulnerable like you weren't able to be like that um, and that's you know that's probably true for a lot of people um but being able to like get over that you know somehow is like just the first first yeah. step because like what you were saying you know, like now you're here, you know, and now we're both Mm -hmm. here and like able to do this and able to talk about this. And, you know, like you're using, you know, like your platform, like, you know, to help people and to like inspire people and show them that, you know, you know, your life doesn't have to be this way. Like you don't have to feel like so shitty all the time. You don't have to like have those thoughts. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that, yeah. Um, it's so crazy like when I did the first event that I had for the homeless um population Mm -hmm. I was a little bit worried like will anybody even want to speak like am I doing something that's going to even be beneficial like I have no idea but 
creating the space that's like safe and then providing them with like support and like prayer and like people to talk to like after they share and before they share and while they're sharing um it was crazy Mm -hmm. like people aren't just holding it in for no reason you know like yeah it's definitely like it's not always a safe option um and there are a lot of people Mm -hmm. who you know like have to live that way and I know I did for so long um but then on the flip side like if you can find that yeah like you're saying close person um and like open it up then it you know like people aren't people want to share what they're going through yeah they just don't know how and so like providing the space to do it is crazy and like if Mm -hmm. we can just continue I don't know I just hope my hope is that like continuing to create like larger spaces that where support is provided will like become a bandwagon for people like in their personal lives like hey maybe you're not here now yeah. but yeah you're at home and like you don't have to you don't always have to be fine um, mm-hmm. yeah no yeah no like 100 percent. like with you know with all of that do you what kind of future projects do you have or like things that you're planning to do well I um am kind of this whole entire like quarantine season right is like a little bit weird yeah. um especially since the first event literally happened the day before we like went into quarantine um so just yeah. super crazy but now I am trying to plan um just events with different populations I know that we've talked about like what would it be like to get a group of like models together and talk about like yeah body image issues and like the vulnerability of like just bringing down um for a few minutes like the expectations that that industry and like you guys have to always like be on top of it and perfect um and just more events along those lines with like very specific groups of people um like very specific organizations and like other nonprofits that serve certain groups of people so that it can be um, and continue to be like that safe space with like a very specific group um, and people feel like supported and yeah. known and seen in that space to look kind of the future yeah that's so amazing that you're doing that and like willing to like put that together because I feel like you know a lot of different people like you know like what you were saying with different everyone has like different things that they go through or different things that they've gone through. And like, if you're organizing things like that, that people, you know, have, have somewhere to go to like talk about it or share about it. Even if it's, if you're in a space where you don't know anybody, everyone's, no one knows each other. It's still Mm -hmm. something um, better than not ever sharing anything. Um, So I think that's just, amazing so I'm I'm the one who's fangirling <laughs> like like that's so cool that you're like doing that so I mean I, I just really wanted to thank you for you know being able to to do this and like you know come out and like just share all this information with everyone and like put that out there because you know it's it's really important Absolutely. so it's the little things you know you one step at a time yeah well thank you so much but I yeah, and I hope, you know, everyone, you know, listening has, you know, been able to take something away from this interview and that you guys all have, you know, a great rest of your day. Um, can't, I can't look for, I'm like really excited to put this out there. So, yeah. So, 
All right. Thank you so well, much. Bye. All right. Bye.